Hi everyone, welcome to Ask NRCAN. In today's episode, we'll be talking about electric vehicles. We'll explore some of the common myths surrounding electric vehicles. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, what we do on the show is that we discuss a topic related to the work that we do here at Natural Resources Canada, or NRCAN for short. We introduce the topic, we discuss it with one of our experts, and then we look to you to continue the conversation over social media. At the end of the episode, if you have any questions on today's topic, we want you to go on Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. Our expert will do his or her best to answer all relevant questions. Sounds good? Okay, let's get into it. Joining us today is Eve Mada. Eve, how are you? I'm very well, and you, Joël? Very good, thank you. Um, now, you're with the Transportation and Alternative Fuels Division, right? Correct. Okay, so what do you do um, when it comes to electric vehicles? Um, most of our work is around awareness. So on our website, we have uh, videos and fact sheets. We also uh, produce the annual fuel consumption guide. So it's a guide for consumers to use when they're shopping for a vehicle to compare the ratings of those vehicles so that they can choose the most fuel efficient vehicle that meets their everyday needs. That's cool. And that's available on the NRCAN website? Yeah, vehicles.gc.ca. Oh, perfect. And uh, top link is the fuel consumption guide. That's good. We're starting off with the plugs. That's good. Um, so <clears throat> I have some questions for you about like common beliefs surrounding electric vehicles, specifically like battery-powered electric vehicles. And what I was hoping to do is just uh, go through these questions and see if you can help us like separate fact from fiction. Are you up to it? I love talking about cars, so this is perfect. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, um, well... I'm going to start with my biggest concern. What most people seem to be worried about when it comes to electric vehicles is being stranded somewhere in like the middle of nowhere with like no power. So my question is like, do we have the infrastructure in place in Canada to get from like point A to point B, like regardless of how far apart those points are? Yeah, so absolutely. The um, In Canada, there's approximately 4,400 public charging stations, level two charging stations um, all over Canada. Uh, they're easy to find. There's a variety of applications out there that have maps of where they're located, EV Charge Hub, uh, CAA, ChargePoint, um, and some of those apps even have trip planners. So say you're going from point A to point B, you put those, those two points in and it'll tell you where to stop, where you can get a charge, and all the information that you need. Um, and we're also working on our own map that'll cover all of the alternative fuels. So not just electrics, but also for fuel cell or for um, natural gas or any other of the alternative fuels for vehicles out there. And that'll run Canada US. So we're working extensively to try and provide those tools to consumers so that they don't have to worry for uh, of that exactly, of getting, getting stuck somewhere stranded without power, right? Um, then there's also the green infrastructure program It's a program um, ran by uh, by our division and its goal is phase one just finished and 102 level three chargers were installed so those are the dc fast chargers that you hear about 80 percent charge in 30 minutes in your car yeah exactly and the goal of that program is to have refuel refueling stations from coast to coast so you'll be covered across canada um, with your ev so most people with electric vehicles, do they use those stations as their main point of charging their vehicles? Great question. 90% of charging for EVs is done in uh, at home and at work. Oh, okay. During those dwell times. 
right? So you're, you're, you're done your day, you're at home, you plug your car in, you know, while the car's, while you're asleep, it recharges, right? So that's where the, the majority of the charging is done. Um, so <clears throat> although there is that network and you are covered on trips, should you need it, most of the charging is done at home. Oh, that's interesting. I never yeah. actually considered that. What's the time frame usually for a full charge on a vehicle? Another great question. And it depends on three things. How much of the battery is depleted? You know, it's like mm -hmm. filling up your gas tank. Okay. <laughs> um, the size of the battery and the level of the char the, the the charger. So okay. we talked about level two, level three. Level two basically it's like a a clothes dryer plug. Level three is much more current. Um, so if we took like the, the one of the most popular EVs out there is the Nissan Leaf, and when we're talking about EVs. Generally speaking, we mean plug-in hybrid electric vehicles and battery electric vehicles, so okay. full electric. So, just just for a bit of context, but the the, the Nissan Leaf is a battery electric vehicle. Um, six hours for a full depleted, uh, fully depleted battery using a level two charger. Okay, right? but it's not like you have to do that every day. Um, chances are, like for example, w with our EV, we travel about twenty kilometers round trip right from from work to home mm -hmm. you charge it at night it's a couple hours it's done it's it's fully charged right um and you do it at night while the car's just sitting in your parking lot or in your garage anyway right so you're actually saving a ton of time because you're not having to go to the gas station <laughs> that's pretty good and that brings me to my next question when we talk about like batteries um are these batteries reliable like what's how what's your range can you go like 500 kilometers is that like what's yeah again completely depends uh on the size of the battery uh generally speaking on on the most common evs like like the nissan leaf it's about 170 kilometers for for the okay. 2017 model year now there's different every time the batteries keep getting better more efficient uh so now you have a chevrolet bolt that'll do 380 kilometers on on one charge you know you've got teslas that can go even further and they are reliable there's not a ton of data out there on battery battery degradation but there's actually a really cool um sort of a public source gathering of information on battery degradation so um there's this organization that put together a google docs with for tesla owners to um input their battery degradation and they measure it on on two accounts they measure it on distance traveled with the battery and how old the battery is so right now we're seeing with vehicles of about a hundred thousand kilometers on them uh degradation of about 10 percent so you still have 90 percent of of the range available uh after a hundred kilometers after a hundred thousand kilometers oh wow and there doesn't seem to be a major drop-off even after two hundred thousand kilometers and for years, again, about a five to ten percent degradation after three to five years. Batteries, if we look at the Leaf, if we look at the Tesla, most popular EVs out there, um, or, or battery electric vehicles, I should say, um, the warranty, the manufacturer will warranty it for eight years. Oh, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you don't have to really worry about about uh, having to replace the batteries every year or anything like that. Okay, but they are replaceable though, right? Yeah, um, oh, wow. it's just not something that you hear a lot about because mm -hmm. it's not really done. Oh, that's They really haven't cool. been around long enough. Hmm. Okay, um, let's talk money. Um, when I hear electric vehicle, I think more expensive. 
Um, is that really the case? Uh, like, what's the cost upfront? What's the long-term cost? Do you save anything? Is it on par? Yeah. So we we call we talk about that cost parity all the time. Um, people have you talk battery electric vehicles. First thing that comes to mind is like a hundred thousand dollar Tesla. It's not really the case. And you're right, they are a lot cheaper to operate. In 2016, the average price of a new car sold was twenty nine thousand dollars, or just just short of twenty nine eight hundred. Okay, let's compare that to a Nissan Leaf. Suggested manufacturer suggested retail price of just under thirty, just just over thirty five, or just under thirty six, I should say. Now, if you're to buy, buy that vehicle in Ontario, you're you're getting fourteen thousand dollars back from the provincial government. So now that car is twenty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're thinking, okay, it's about the price of. I got a quiz for you. What's the most sold car in, in Canada? I'm going to say what, the Honda Civic. Exactly. Oh, You're right. Go. <laughs> good. Good. You are a car guy. <laughs> a little bit. So I think that that's about the rough price price range of a Honda Civic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I looked these numbers up before coming in. Uh, it'll cost you, based on our, our Energuide estimates, cost you about $1,300 to uh, operate with for gasoline, a Honda Civic in a year. That's over 20,000 kilometers, right? Okay. Using the Energuide ratings. Um, it'll cost you about $480 with a Nissan Leaf. Wow. So that's a significant decrease in, in the cost just, just of fuel alone. Huh. There's also all, like, brakes will last longer. Um, you know, there aren't as many moving parts. You don't have to go for oil changes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's yeah. an electric motor, right? So, um, yeah, so, so it's, it, there, is, there is that cost parity. You really have to look into it. You have to know how much you spend on gas in a year. Um, it's, it's funny because it's a major expense, but we used to travel to a lot of car shows with the program and, and engaging consumers in that conversation. And you'd ask them, how much do you spend on gas in a year? And they can't tell you, they don't even know. It's a major expense. We're talking, you know, for most Canadians about $2,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's with, with electricity, with electric vehicles, there's a major benefit there's a major opportunity there to decrease that cost. And then you match match the, that up with um, with rebates and that some of the provinces make available, and and yeah, you're at that cost parity. Wow, that's actually much better than I thought it was. Um, for me personally, and that's the thing that kind of is preventing me from getting an electric vehicle right now. Um, I, I wouldn't call myself a car guy, but I, I do love driving. Uh, I really like muscle cars. I like the power. Uh, I'm not going to expand on that, seeing as depending on who's going to hear this. <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy driving. And my worry is that driving an electric vehicle wouldn't be as much fun. Now, now we're talking cars. Right? Now, <laughs> now we're having fun. What do, what do we love about those muscle cars, right? You, like you said, you said there, there's the power, mm-hmm. but there's the smell of gas. There's the smell of burning rubber. You know, there's the sound of the engine. There's that aggressive look, that styling that we love. That we love. Um, so obviously, there's there's uh, there's also the feeling of that torque, right? Like mm-hmm. when you accelerate and you get pushed back in your seat. Well, that's one thing that EVs have a lot of. Um, you think of a light, you flip the switch, the light's on. There's no torque band in an electric car. It's 100% of torque right from zero, right? So, okay. So it's, it's, it's fun in that sense. We talked a lot about the LEAF. Um, the, the 2017 LEAF, I think, had about uh, 210 pound-feet of torque. So for a small car, pretty pretty reasonable amount of torque mm-hmm. um you think about now like at the top echelon like a tesla model s here's how fun this car is to drive it actually has a mode 
ludicrous. <laughs> it's called ludicrous mode. You flip that ludicrous mode on on a on a Tesla Model S with the big battery, the P100, zero to sixteen, two point seven seconds. Okay. I kind of feel to really get the full experience, I would need to test drive the Tesla. Uh, can that be done? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've been working on that myself. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. work on that. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they are fun. And I don't know if you've seen this. Road and Track does like this, you know, performance car of the year competition. Yeah. Yeah. And the Tesla Model S was the vehicle with the best acceleration that they had ever tested. And then they put it up against all of these supercars, McLaren you know, Ferrari, um, Bugatti, every every top supercar. And they did a quarter mile, a 400 meter race. And the Tesla beat everything. Really? Yeah. And it, and it did it quietly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, so they are fun to drive. And there's there's a different funness. You know, the, the other thing that we like about, about those muscle cars is people will stop you when you're driving one of these cars and they'll start talking, they have a story about they drove a car like that or their parents had one or something like that. They learned how to drive in one, you know, those, those hot muscle cars of the sixties and seventies. Um, and also the looks that you get when you're, when you're driving down the street with one, like, you know, people are looking at you and you, 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 you can spot that and that's exciting. That's fun, right? There's that with EVs too. They're, they're so new that you know you'll be parking somewhere you know at the grocery store and someone's stopping at you and and asking you all the questions that we're talking about today and mm -hmm. and because they're curious they want to know more about it so that is fun and the other things we, we, we've got a we've got a ford and ford has an app and you can track all of the vehicle's performance on the app which okay. is which is fun for a gearhead like like me you know mm -hmm. and then but the other thing is it also will rate you on your driving. It'll give you achievements and medals and all these things. Oh, really? So it's kind of fun. Okay. And then it also compares you to people in your area. So, you know, you can say, oh, you've got this kind of eco driver score and you rank, you know, this this much, this level. So that's it's fun and competitive in that way, too. So they are fun to drive and in a different way. The car also gives you a lot of feedback. So it'll rate you on your on your braking. Um, it'll, okay. The more fuel efficient that you drive. Um, leaves will, you know, digital leaves will grow on, on a screen, start driving aggressively and these leaves start, you know, flying away and you're like, oh my God, I got to slow down. I got to, and it's all know? positive feedback. It's, it's all, like, it's not like a backseat driver that's no. criticizing your braking. Okay. <laughs> you can turn it off too. You might not be able okay, to turn good. on the backseat driver. <laughs> that's true. You can change the menu if they're <laughs> stuck somewhere, you know? Um, but yeah, they are fun to drive. Awesome. Um, that's great, Eve. Thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to come chat with us. My pleasure. Uh, awesome. My pleasure. We'll have this you back fun. for a sequel after we test drive the Tesla. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, thanks. You're welcome. Well, now's the point of the episode where we ask you, the listeners, to continue the conversation over social media. If you have any questions for Eve or if you have comments on this episode, please go on Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. We also wanted to invite you to check out Simply Science. It's the Natural Resources Canada's new online scientific magazine. The focus of the magazine is to profile the science that we do here in the department, but also the people that do it. We do this through podcasts like this one, videos and articles, to make our science engaging and accessible. You can find Simply Science online at www.nrcan.gc.ca slash simply hyphen science. If you check out our Simply Science page about this podcast, you'll see links to any relevant material so you can do your research and then you can send Eve and I some questions.
If you like this episode and you're listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, please consider subscribing so you can check out any of our previous or future episodes. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time. 